Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Become a Calm Mama. I'm Darlene Childress. I'm a life and parenting coach and the host of this podcast. And I am going to talk to you about how to say no and how to set boundaries and how to do it with kindness and how to communicate your boundaries in a way that works. And so I'm guiding you through a step-by-step process of setting boundaries. It's funny because I actually have been listening to different podcasts and reading different books, and there is a lot of talk about boundaries right now out there. And I hope you're getting all of those, you know, great resources. And what I noticed in the talk about boundaries is that no one really tells you how to do it. There's not really a lot of guidance on how to actually set one, how to hold one, what to do if someone crosses your boundary. And so I want to help you with that work and talking about how to make requests of other adults. And this is also helpful if you have teenagers or young adults um, in your house or in your family. So um, this is all about, you know, setting boundaries with teenagers and adults. Now, next week, I'm going to talk about specifically setting limits with kids over the holidays. So, you know, if you are here because you're like, where's the parenting stuff, you know, I am going to be helping you all about limits and setting limits with kids and how to follow through on screens and sweets and sleep and all chores and all of those things that you want to make happen over the holiday, you know, the winter break and over the next couple of weeks. So let's get into boundaries. You know, the first thing I want to help you figure out is what boundaries to set, right? Like, what do you even want to change in your life? What do you want to fix or improve upon in your relationships with other people? Or, you know, what is it that you would rather people change in their behavior? So you can't control other people. That's not how boundaries work. But we can make requests of people and ask them if they're willing to show up in a different way for us. So that's what we're going to talk about. But what boundaries do you even want to set, right? That's a good place to start. So when I talk about boundaries and limits, I pretty much always start with what's bothering you. When, like I say this kind of a lot, like if you find yourself angry about a behavior it probably means you haven't set a good limit or boundary around it. So your anger is a clue, your annoyance, your frustration, your resentment, whatever's going on inside of you when someone is behaving a certain way, whether it's your kids or another adult, I want you to, instead of judging yourself or judging them, get curious about the anger and recognize that that probably means you need to set a limit or a boundary. So you can go back to the last, like last winter break or last holiday season and kind of think about like, what's annoying? Like, what do I remember feeling overwhelmed by or annoyed by during the holidays? Um, Think about last winter break, like were you overwhelmed by the food, like, you know, all the meal prep or all the gift buying or your kid's behavior, which we're going to get into next week. But what, like, were you upset that you went to your cousin's house and, you know, she didn't serve dinner till nine o'clock or like, just think about like, what's annoying? That's one way to figure it out. Like looking back 
and thinking about what has bothered you in the past or what behavior are you seeing that bothers you. Or you can actually look forward and think about the things that are coming up on your list of things to do or events to go to or whatever is going on in the season and ask yourself, like, is there anything that I'm dreading? Is there anything that you're looking at your list and you're like, whoa, that's going to be a rough day or I'm not looking forward to that. So checking in with yourself and seeing what you're anticipating that might be hard, that's a good clue that you want to plan ahead and set boundaries or limits about that thing that's coming. Or looking back and figuring out what's bothering me, what's been bothering me lately or what's bothered me in the past. And that is going to help you help you figure out what you want to set boundaries around. So when I did this exercise for myself during the Say No to Holiday Burnout workshop, I reflected back on what it is that I don't like about winter break and and the holiday season in general. And what I find overwhelming is all of the things around food, like meal planning, grocery shopping, prepping the food, making the food. Pretty much the entire process is something I don't like. Like I find myself resentful around it and about it. So that's a clue to me that maybe I need to set some better boundaries around it to communicate what I'm willing to do. So this holiday season, I would like to say no to the meal prep. Now, not for the whole month, right? That would be amazing. But I do want to have a little bit of time off this, you know, during winter break and I don't want to have the responsibility I wrote in my journal, like in the workbook that I sent out on the Stress Less Holiday Survival Guide for Moms, I wrote, I don't like working when I'm on vacation and family life is work. I want a week off of all of the food prep while we are home. And I wrote simply, I don't like being in charge of all the food. So this is helpful for me to figure out what it is that I want to say no to and what it is that I want to get help from within my family and what I might need to set some boundaries around. So some of the things that comes up when moms and, you know, with moms in the holiday season and during winter break is having just too much on the calendar. So you might be looking at your next couple of weeks and thinking, like, you know, that we have a lot going on and you might be recognizing that you've said yes to a bunch of things. And having a lot on the calendar or a lot on the to-do list is something that's really common for moms especially, because what we're doing is we're trying to satisfy everybody and make everybody happy and go and do all the things, even when we don't want to, or it's going to be stressful to make that happen. And so find, look at yourself and being like, am I saying yes to a bunch of stuff because, you know, I don't want people to be upset. I don't want people to have negative emotion. But at the same time, you're feeling negative emotion about all of that. Again, that's a clue for you. Hopefully you have something in your mind right now that is, you know, okay, I want to change this. I want to fix this. I want to include this. I want to get rid of this. Like something in your mind right now that you're like, I really want to set a boundary with my mom, with my husband, with my partner, with my adult child, uh, with my boss, with my neighbor, with my best friend, with my friend group, right? There could, or my sister, something like that. There could be people in your life that you are thinking you want to start changing the dynamic between 
you and them and what you're, what you've been doing or what you've been putting up with. Maybe you have something in your mind that you're like, I don't like that. I want it to change. So now that you know what it's bothering you, it's time to begin to set a limit around that or a boundary around that. And what I want to offer is that in the beginning of, you know, setting boundaries, what, what makes it hard to set a boundary, it's not actually setting the boundary or, or, um, you know, wanting the thing, right? And sometimes it's not even that hard to ask the person to change their, you know, if they're willing to change the way they interact with you or you tell them what you're willing to do or what you're going to change. Those things aren't necessarily hard. But what happens is there's a lot of emotion that is created when we have to say no to something or when we make a request and someone isn't willing to do what we've, what they've agreed to do. And we want to talk about holding the boundary. That's actually the part that is hard. The saying no and opting out and setting up the boundary or the rule, it's not really a problem for most people. It's managing the emotional or the practical fallout when the boundary is crossed or when someone doesn't respect your no. That is when you are going to have emotional uh, conflict, right? The emotions don't make things impossible by any means. Actually, they're good for conflict and resolution and talking it out, but they are draining. So I just want you to be prepared that, you know, you don't want to come in hot and heavy and make a bunch of boundaries with a bunch of people because then you're going to have to hold all those boundaries and hold all that emotional space that comes up when that person doesn't necessarily respect your boundary or when they get upset that you're holding your boundary. Yeah. Okay. So it's, The reason why we set boundaries in the first place, right, is because we want to feel better. We want our life to work better for us. We want to have better relationships with people. We don't want to feel angry. We don't want to feel resentful. We don't want to feel overwhelmed. Because when we go outside of our own boundary or our own what works for us, our energy is drained and it takes us away from being present with our kids. And that's really what this work, why this work is parenting work. It's because I know that you really want to raise emotionally healthy kids, right? You want to help your kids cope and communicate their big feelings. You want them to know how to set boundaries. You want them to know how to be respectful. You want them to take personal responsibility and think before they act, right? All those amazing parenting skills that you want to put into place in your family I promise you, you can't do it if you're burned out. It's just the way it is. It takes capacity. It takes energy to show up as the mom that you want to be and that you can be. Like you're totally capable of it when you have the right tools, obviously. That's why my programs are so helpful because you get, you know, the actual practical parenting skills. So you can, you have the capability of becoming and showing up as the mom you want only if you have the emotional bandwidth for it. That's why boundary work is so important as a mom. It's like, yeah, for you to feel good and all of that. And it's also so that you can help your kids grow into the people that you want them to become, right? First part of boundary work is really learning how to say no with kindness. It's like 
How can you communicate what you do and don't want to do to the other person without like what I noticed with moms, we don't feel like we're entitled to set a boundary until we're very angry. And then that anger comes through when we communicate that we're like burned out or fed up. And you actually don't have to wait until you're angry before you say no. You can say no with kindness and with a, a, a clear form of communication. So let me give you some examples. I'm going to read some scripts aloud to you. And I'm reading from the holiday, the stressless holiday survival guide for moms that I wrote. Now, if you don't have a copy, you can get your copy um, go, by going to my website, which is calmmamacoaching.com, or you can go in the show notes and we'll have the link right there. So you don't have to like memorize these and write them all down if you have a copy. But I'm going to read a few of them so you can get used to how I say no with kindness. So this is one for when you're changing things up and you're not doing something you usually do, like either with your family or your friends or something like that, or even when you're with your kids, like say you always go to this certain Christmas tree lot or you always go to, you know, grandma's house on, you know, for, for Shabbat dinner or something like that. And you're not doing that. You can say, I know we usually do blank. I know we usually go here, we usually do this tradition, or we usually do this thing. But this year, I decided that doesn't work for me. So I know we usually do this thing, but I've decided that doesn't work for me. That's it. You just say it. <laughs> now, here's another one. Maybe you would like your partner or your mom or, you know, or you know, someone that you do life with, and you're asking them if they would take on something that you don't want to take on. Like, for example, you would say, you know, this thing is really important to our family, but I'm not able to do it this year. Would you be willing to take that over? So you're making it known that you're not able to do something. Like, I know we usually go skiing and I book the, uh, you know, the travel arrangements. And I know it's really important that we do that, but I'm not able to manage the entire trip this year. Would you be willing to take that over? Or I know we usually, um, you know, get rid of the Christmas tree. You know, I usually take it out and like, you know, make sure we get rid of it or whatever. I'm not able to do that this year. Would you be willing to take that over? So you're kind of communicating like, I'm not, I don't have the bandwidth for this thing that we usually do. And I'm asking you like, would you be willing to do it? And if they say no, then you might have to decide whether or not you're still going to do that thing or not. Are you still going to go skiing? Are you still going to get a tree? Are you still going to do whatever? So this is like, it could be a, tra a tradition or an event or something that you plan or something that do you do with your kids. And, you know, you are saying, I, 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 I'm not doing it and you're welcome to do it, right? Now, what happens if you've already made a commitment to doing something and you can't, like you're just overwhelmed and you can't get to it or you realize that you don't want to do it, you can just say no. You can say, hey, I was planning to do this blank, but I'm resting today, so I'm going to do it another day. Now, if it's time sensitive, 
you could tell whoever it is, you could say, if you want it done today, you're welcome to do it, but I'm not able to get that done today. <laughs> now you might be thinking, wait, what? I'm just going to like say I'm not doing it or I know I said I was going to do it and now I'm not. Yeah. You get to be a human being. You get to have, um, you know, periods of time when you're tired, you get to be, you don't have to do everything and it's okay. And you want to, you know, you get to the point where you ask people if they're willing to step up in your life and support you and, you know, do the things if they want them done. So here's another, a few more examples. Like, is it, this could be around gifts. You know, this year I'm keeping to our family budget on gifts. Would you prefer gift cards, cash, or gifts within my price range for your kids? So imagine you have a budget and then you look at the list for the, you know, your, your family members or whoever it is that you buy for and everything is outside your budget on the list. And you might feel like you want to go outside of your own boundary and oh, I guess I have to buy these things. You don't have to. You can just say this year I'm keeping to our family budget on gifts. Would you prefer gift cards, cash, or gifts within my price range? Here's another one about gifts. Maybe you do a friend gift exchange or you do a gift exchange with, you know, another family and you're thinking about it this year and you're like, I don't want to do that. You can say, I love doing our friend gift exchange, but I don't have the capacity to shop and plan for it like I would want. So I'd like to skip it this year. Or I'm going to skip it this year. You can also, if you want to talk to your partner, you can say, hey, I'd like to split up the gift giving this year, uh, the gift buying, you know, I'd, I'll buy gifts for my side of the family. You can cho choose, purchase, wrap, and ship the presents for your side of the family. Now, these aren't boundaries you have to create. These are only things that if they're bothering you, I'm giving you language of how to communicate it, right? If you, if hosting is overwhelming to you, uh, but you want to be willing to say yes, you can tell your partner, I'm happy to have your partner, sorry, I'm happy to have your parents over as long as you do the grocery shopping for the visit, or I'm happy to have your parents here as long as whatever the circumstances that makes it work for you. Now, here's an example, <laughs> a very simple saying no with kindness is, Thank you for inviting us, and unfortunately, we are unable to attend. Just say it. You don't have to excuse yourself. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to explain. You don't have to give a long story. The, the long story that we often give with all the explanations and all the defense and all the reasons and all the excuses are because we're trying to prevent the other person from having a negative emotion about our no. We're sort of trying to control the narrative a bit and to control how they think and feel about us so that we don't feel bad. You don't have to feel bad. You could just say no, <laughs> right? There's all sorts of things that we're expected to be at right now. And, you know, there's events that maybe you don't want to go to, you don't have time for, or if you went to them, it would create a lot of chaos. You know, you wouldn't be able to get dinner done and all of that. So you can just say, hey, we'll come for a bit and then we'll leave. We'll come early and then I have to leave by this time or we're going to come late and we can only stop by. Or unfortunately, thank you for inviting us, but unfortunately we are not able to attend. 
right? So what about cleaning and decorating and meal planning and things like that? You can say like, I'm happy to get a Christmas tree this year as long as we have a plan for who cleans up the pine needles. This is if you realize that having a a real tree drives you bonkers. If you start to realize that there are things this holiday season that kind of overwhelm you, you can say no to those things or you can set up limits around those things or conditions to make those things work. Like I'll do this as long as or I'm willing to do this under these conditions. That's a really clear boundary, right? And also including the rest of the people in your life to participate in their life. This is their home too. This is their decorations. This is the food that they eat. This is, you know, your entire family. You don't have to take on all the roles and all the responsibilities. And also you get to include the other people in your life and they feel like they're participating in their life. They're not a spectator, right? They're a participant. And you're inviting them into that. So for me, with my uh, meal planning thing, there's a couple things that I've decided that I'm going to do. For one, I'm going to say to my partner, Kevin, my husband, I'm going to say, hey, I'm not going to be able to meal plan and cook as much this month since it's an extra busy month. So I'm budgeting more money for eating out. That means we might have less money to spend in other areas for this month. But this is a priority for me. So this is what's happening. So instead of waiting for permission or complaining or resenting my husband or not giving him a heads up that, hey, the budget for eating out might go up, then he might feel stressed. He might feel overwhelmed. Clearly communicating in the beginning This is what is going to make this month work for me and I'm making this a priority. Every boundary starts with a communication of the boundary, right? It's a request that we make to someone else. It's a communication. We either ask them if they're willing to do something or we let them know what we are willing to do or what conditions we're willing to do it under. We have to start by saying it. We have to start by first thinking, what do I want? What works for me? What is it that's going to make my life better? What is it that's going to make this situation work? Getting clear for yourself about what it is that you even want people to be doing or what is it that you want to be doing? As moms, we just spin around a lot of times and just kind of people please everywhere and we lose sight of ourselves. And it is going to be wait, pausing and going like, okay, what is it that I actually want? And then how do I communicate that? Just say it. It might be messy. It's okay. So we make that request and then we wait to see what the people in our lives do, right? We wait to see what are they going to say? Are they going to say no? Are they going to say yes? Are going to say that makes sense, but it doesn't work for me? So being open and curious about what comes up. And if if you're in a relationship with someone that you care about, then this might be a really good time to talk through what works and what doesn't work for you anymore. Yes, that used to work for me and now it doesn't. Or you're right, I didn't communicate that in the past. I'm doing that today. So spending time saying, yes, I know I'm changing things up a bit. I'm getting stronger. 
I'm taking good care of myself so I can show up as a mom, as a, as a, as a person, as a wife, as a business owner, as a, as a friend, like for, as a, as a human, right? For myself and for others. So yeah, I'm making these requests. And some people, they get really defensive, right? They might be upset when you say, I'm not doing that, or would you be willing to do this? Or this doesn't work for me. When you communicate, it kind of brings up emotion in other people. And that's normal. That's okay. They might defend themselves. They might blame you. What That's really okay. Whatever they need to say, that's okay. You can just let them, let those be words and sentences that are coming out of their head. And you don't need to justify your request. You don't need to defend yourself. You don't need to protect their feelings. You don't need to soothe their discomfort. You, you don't need to fix that uncomfortable, awkward moment. You just listen and then honestly circle right back to the original quest and say, yes, I hear you on all of that. And I'm just wondering for this circumstance moving forward, this is how it's going to be. Or in this situation, I'm asking you, would you be willing to do this? So listening and, and being open, but without owning everything they say as true or owning everything as a reflection on you. You don't have to do that. Making a request or communicating a boundary is such a great way to get to know the other person, right? Like how strong is this relationship? What's going on? Who is this person? Are they willing to, you know, accommodate for me and my wishes and my hopes and my desires and my dreams in this relationship or not? And you can just use it as information, listening to you know, what, how do they respond when you make a request? What's it like? And keep, don't give up. Don't be like, oh, they're toxic. I mean, you, you might need to do that at some point, but if you haven't been creating really good boundaries or communicating clear requests, you haven't really given the person a chance to tell you who they are. So I love thinking about making requests and setting boundaries and then just getting curious about like, well, let's see how this goes. Let's see how they show up. Let's see where they're at. And kind of waiting. And if they, if they don't keep the boundary, then or they're not able to make your request or they say yes and then they don't follow through or whatever it is, it's important that you acknowledge what is happening. When someone crosses your boundary or they don't respect your request, you might be tempted to think, oh, it doesn't really matter or I was being ridiculous. I shouldn't even have asked. They're so overwhelmed you know, that of course they're not going to do it. They never show up for me. I'm so difficult. You know, nobody really listens to me anyway, right? And you might kind of turn it on yourself or, you know, something like that. But what you're doing if you decide that your boundary doesn't matter is that you're telling yourself that you don't matter, that what you want doesn't matter. But you do matter. You actually do really matter, (laughs) Your energy matters, your time matters, your brain matters, like your body matters. And you deserve to experience that honoring, right? That respect, that regard. 
And when you don't, it's important for your own sense of self and your own sense of self-worth that you acknowledge what is happening to you. Being a compassionate witness of yourself. That's what self-compassion is. Acknowledging your experiences and feelings. No, don't gaslight yourself. Don't convince yourself that what is happening isn't happening. Don't lie to yourself. Don't discount your request or desire. Acknowledge it for yourself. And if you want to, if you feel safe enough, you can acknowledge it aloud to the other person. You may or may not want to do that. And that's okay because some relationships, it's not really safe to talk it out like that. Like it won't go anywhere, you know, right? But you could try, you could say, hey, I've asked you whatever you've asked and you agreed, but you seem unwilling or unable to respect my request. So if you feel courageous enough or the relationship feels strong enough or you have the capacity, the energy to handle that direct, um, that direct communication of your boundary being violated, go for it. And if you don't, don't judge yourself. So now the last step in boundary making is deciding to whether you're going to take action or not. So you can ask yourself, like, how can I take really good care of myself right now? What do I need here? Sometimes that means not doing anything, just noticing. I like kind of like clock in my brain, like, huh, okay, that's happening. (laughs) This is good information for me for the future. This is something that I don't like. Really kind of like, I just do that. I like, like (laughs) notch it in my brain. Not taking action is okay. You don't have to do a bunch of dramatic things all the time. As long as you've acknowledged that your boundary was crossed and you're making note of how you want to be in the future, that's enough. So sometimes taking care of yourself is just mentally noting what happened. Sometimes taking good care of yourself is actually taking that action to honor yourself by removing yourself from the room or not going to the event next time or not saying yes in the future or, you know, leaving or whatever it is. Taking care of yourself in the moment by doing something. So sometimes you take care of yourself by not doing something. And sometimes you take care of yourself by doing something. So that would sound like, unfortunately, I'm not able to stay until the end of this event because you continue to talk about blank when I have repeatedly asked you not to. So I'm leaving. We're actually all leaving. So that moment is super challenging. Holding a boundary in the moment is challenging and that's normal. You don't have to make yourself wrong for it being hard. It is hard, but it gets easier for you the more you teach yourself that you do matter and you take action. And it actually makes it easier in relationships when you take a few actions because the person's like, oh, she is serious. She's going to hold her boundary. Like this woman is not messing around. So when, when you set boundaries and, and you keep kind of doing it, keep communicating, keep communicating, keep having conversations with your people in your life, acknowledging when they don't, taking action if you have to, then you, as you move forward, that relationship actually gets better. It becomes more nurturing, more supportive, more loving, more kind, more safe for you. And for the other person, because you, they don't ever have to wonder like, oh, is she deep down resenting me? Is she deep down, you know, pissed? Is she deep down, you know, 
going to like passive aggressively dig at me later and insult me. Like you don't need to show up like that, right? You, you don't like it. (laughs) Nobody likes it. So the way that we get out of that resentment cycle is by setting better boundaries and communicating our requests, saying no with kindness. So as I wrap up this episode, I want to really leave you with this idea that you don't have to do a bunch of like extreme things right now and take on a bunch of big boundaries or anything like that in order to see change. Just listening to this podcast episode, these new concepts and this new language of how to say no and what do you want and, you know, how to communicate it and how to acknowledge it and how to take action. Just sitting, thinking, thinking about it as you listen to this episode is going to kind of wiggle into your brain a little bit and give you some new insight into yourself and to others. And it, it will, it's like, it's like osmosis or something like the change will happen and you don't have to do a ton. It's kind of cool in that way. It's a little bit like magic. That's what I love about it. I love becoming more emotionally healthy because just the exposure to the ideas often makes the difference because you'll do subtle and small shifts that have impact and then your brain learns from that new evidence that it's possible for you to say no with kindness, new evidence that it's possible for you to make requests, new evidence that it's possible for you to hold boundaries and take action. And that's change. That's the shift that you're seeking. And it will benefit your kids. The more, the stronger you are in your own boundary work will make you a stronger mom with setting limits and it'll make you feel better and feel happier. (laughs) And then you'll show up calmer. So that's what it's all about. Thanks for listening to this episode. I, um, I'm just thinking about you as we are in this holiday season and um, loving on you. And if you want to chat with me, I'm doing um, discovery calls all this month and I'd love to talk with you. So you can book a call with me. It's a f- discovery session. You can talk to me about what's going on in your family what you're struggling with, what kind of boundaries or rules or limits you want to set. You can let me know what's going well. I'll give you some insight, some guidance, maybe some perspective, and then I'll let you know what it looks like to, you know, be in one of my coaching programs. So it's pretty cool. It's free. And um, I'd love to chat with you. So please take me up on that offer. And otherwise, go in good health as you set boundaries this week. And I will see you next time. Have a great week.